Welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where I am joined by both Toms and a Toby, who's just six days old. Congrats, Charlie. How is he? How's Abby? And has he got a terrible towel yet? No terrible towel yet, um, but we'll get one on order. Six <laughs> days old. Um, he's plenty of time to get embedded in Steeler Nation. Poor lad. But yeah, he's doing really well. She's doing good, thanks. I'll uh, I'll bring him on uh, when he can make some sort of noise so that you can hear him. Sound like a real stealer, just mumbling. Screaming. (laughs) Young drunk. Good stuff. Okay, so looking back onto uh, last weekend's games, so a couple of apologies to start off with. So firstly, to Scully, I think everyone thought that the Browns were going to get battered by the Bengals, uh, including all us, really, um, if you listened last week. Um, but absolutely not. So on Halloween, absolute scary performance from the Browns, Nick Chubb and everybody else. So great win for them. And then an apology as well to you, Charlie, for the absolute beatdown that the Eagles gave to Steelers as well on Sunday. So, oh, uh, so no thanks to AJ Brown for uh, for that. But let's have a look at the top fantasy scorers from Week 8. Um, so Sunday night in New Orleans, it was a case of lights, Kamara action. So Charlie, I'll come wow. to you. <laughs> that was horrendous. Sorry about that. Hopefully that's not <laughs> some sort of instant Kamara and comes back to bite me there. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Just because I'm a dad again, we don't need crap dad jokes. <laughs> In celebration. All right. Mm. So Charlie talked to us about number 41, Alvin Kamara, last week. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really see that coming. I don't think particularly anybody did. Kamara's been under the radar. He's not really put up any spectacular numbers. I think his highest prior to that this week was 23, which is good score, but not groundbreaking. Everything else has been in the teens or lower. So, uh, yeah, a bit unexpected, really. But he's been sharing the red zone opportunities with Hill uh, quite a lot, who, who's had some massive weeks. So he's just been missing out. And I think this week they finally thought, let's give him the ball. Um it showed because in the first 15, I think it was, first 15 uh, plays that the uh, Saints had, uh, Peter Carmichael gave it to or, or play, called the play to give it to Kamara, whether that be rush or pass, uh, seven of that first 15. So uh, nearly 50% of the first 15 plays um he's got Kamara involved. So it sort of set him up for the day there because that, that second drive uh, was where he got his first touchdown and he didn't look back from there. 42.8 points. I mean, the guy absolutely smashed it. Um, Rushing-wise, not anything particular, spe- not anything spectacular for a, rush- for a running back. Only 62 yards, uh, but obviously got his rushing touchdown. The, the big point scorer for him was the fact he had uh, 10 targets, nine receptions, uh, 96 yards with two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. And uh, it just shows why I think they've kept Dalton in instead of bringing Winston back because he fits that Drew Brees sort of... um, 
he fits that same offense that Drew Brees played, Andy Dalton. He's got a similar style, uh, and it showed because the big thing for Kamara was that dump off. There was no massive plays. Kamara was open in that short field, dump off to Kamara, and the runs after the catch is what got him because there was no massive play, but he's got nearly 100 yards um, receiving purely just from dumping it off and then making those hard yards. So, yeah, it, everything seemed to go right for him this week. So it'll be interesting to see if they do continue that trend using Dalton uh, and uh, and getting Kamara for those dump-offs because they've got people to spread the field and it, it just gives him uh, gives him that opportunity uh, space in the short game to uh, to pick up those yards. Um, so, yeah, be interesting to see if he continues that trend going forward. It's a surprise that he's not been higher up, really, isn't it? Because exactly as you said, really, those points that he scored jumped him up to RB10 overall for the season. And when there's not much else going on offence, Michael Thomas has done next to nothing all year. Alave's done okay in parts. Landry's been out injured. It's not much else. There's no other running back. Kamara's definitely got the potential and history to be Eckler, uh, McCaffrey, that all that all down back that can do everything. So the fact that they've not leaned on him is as much of a surprise as, as it is for some of the other teams that haven't as well. Um, but yeah, but absolutely. Can I, I, again, against the Raiders, who did, uh, before the season started, look like they had a good defence. Um, I guess it was the offence that was completely woeful at the weekend, didn't score any points. Um, but yeah, fantastic showing by Kamara. Next game up against the Ravens on Monday night, so an extra game's rest as well. But um, but yeah, lovely stuff. And I didn't realise they'd gone to him that much as well. So what did you say? Seven out of 15? Yeah, the, the first, first 15 plays, plays seven, seven of those were to Kamara, um, either as a run or, or just dumping it off. So, wow. uh, yeah. Which are normally planned, aren't they? They normally plan out at least kind of the first five, ten. So if that's a case of that's what we're going to do, we're going to go to Kamara, see how it works. If we have success with it, then we'll stick with it. So, To my so, detriment, yeah. though, with... Uh... Alavi and my team. I yeah. can't believe it. Every time they got a touchdown, it's like throwing touchdowns as well. Oh, Kamara. Oh, Kamara. <laughs> yeah, receiving <laughs> touchdowns when you've got a receiver for the Saints. That's it. Give me something. <laughs> I gambled as well and put Taysom Hill uh, as my starting tight end, uh, knowing that, I guess, what similar to what we talked about on a previous podcast, that, um, yeah, he might end up scoring four or five points or he might score 20, 25. <laughs> it was a lower end this time around. Okay, so moving on to the second highest fantasy scorer of week eight. Uh, so only slightly behind Kamara, but this time on 42.26 points. So it was the 49ers that got tricky, and it was a case of pass, catch, and run CMC. Prefer that one? That was a bit better. Oh, okay. a, little, a little bit. <laughs> um, so, Scully, over to you. Let's tell us all about Christian McCaffrey's week. Yeah, similar to uh, what Tom's described about Kamara. I mean, I only watched the highlights of this game, but um, it was literally the CMC show, like you mentioned. He was involved in everything. He ran, he passed, he he was involved in the in the passing game. I mean, if you just look at the stats, it literally was the CMC show. He was involved in. Uh, sorry, he was there for 81% of San Francisco's snaps. Uh, he had 18 carries for over 94 yards and uh, a touchdown. He then had nine targets, of which he caught eight for 55 yards and a touchdown. And he threw 
for a touchdown and had 34 yards passing. So it's ridiculous um, in terms of that hat trick or triple crown of touchdowns, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Really Just when you think that he can't do any more, when he's, he's catching, he's rushing everything, and then, oh, yeah, just give him a pass as well. But he was everywhere, everywhere on those highlights. It's uh, McCaffrey, 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 other than when uh, the Rams were on and it was just cup, 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 cup. But obviously, he didn't have quite as impactful a game um, as McCaffrey. But, yeah, unbelievable. I'm just... Uh, Interested to see what happens when Debo comes back into the team. Mm. So obviously he was he was missing, so that's probably why he got a lot more of the uh, of the attention. But um, I mean, effective with everything that he did. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I guess the the Forty Niners are one of a few teams that that think they've got a real chance, um, and they didn't give up that much for McCaffrey, really, did they? Maybe it's I think he's from um, South California, so whether. That was a bit of a home, hometown discount that they got on him as well, maybe if McCaffrey wanted to go. But yeah, when you think that they're lining Debo up at running back some games, they've got, uh, well, they've got Kittle at tight end that sometimes lines up as fullback. Uh, check is it the fullback that can play, obviously, fullback, tight end? Are you just doing well now? Yes, yeah, so yeah, he's out for a little bit. And then we've literally just, what, Jeff Wilson's been traded uh, to the Dolphins. It looks like Elijah Mitchell... The, the number one running back for the season before McCaffrey is coming back in the next week or two. But but again, not that we need any more ammunition for McCaffrey. It looks like he's he's everything that, that was expected of him should he stay fit. Just looking at the numbers, like 18 carries, nine targets, eight catches. Like who else is going to score points on this team if, they, if they're going to him like that? Um, I, I know they've, they've got big players. Debo coming back, obviously he was, he was out. Um, but are they are they going to spread the love or are they just going to ram it down McCaffrey's throat? Because uh, my my concern of him going to the Niners was he wasn't going to quite get the workload that he was getting at the Panthers because everything went through McCaffrey and the Panthers. Well, it seemed like on Sunday, everything went through McCaffrey for the 49ers. So if, is that going to continue with Debo back? Or, uh, I mean, they've got elite players um, throughout, haven't they? Tight end, running back, yeah. wide receiver. The three massive players covering all three positions who can do, who can cross over as well, which is the, the big thing for them going forward. So Debo can run it. Debo can catch. Um, obviously, as a, a as a receiver, McCaffrey as a running back is going to run you the ball, but he showed, he's shown that he can play as a, a, as a receiver. And then Kittle as well. I mean, the guy's a, a machine, isn't he? So... It's, it's frightening what, what they could do, but it'll be uh, whether they can share that workload out in terms of fantasy and if everybody's going to be able to pick up points or if it's going to be a bit of a gamble every week. He's better it. than Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> better than Jimmy at quarterback. I bet Trey Lancet would be absolutely kicking himself knowing that if that, if he was stood behind you, geez, you could just hand it off every time or just dump it off and, and you're looking a superstar already. Mm. Um, he but... just runs up the middle, though, doesn't he? He runs up the middle, and you can't touch him. He breaks tackles, makes people miss. He's just, yeah, just a bit of a beast. Yeah, great player, and that is the one team for me. I think the 49ers, as an Eagles fan, that I'm not overly obviously that there's 49ers that beat the Rams. Books aren't what they were made out to be this season. 
either the Packers, uh, what Vikings are six and one, Cowboys doing well, but 49ers are the other, one other team in the NFC that just look dangerous all round, offensive, defensive line as well, and then you chuck in all those weapons and offense, they'll be um, they'll be the scary ones for sure. Looking back at last week's fantasy results for us three, uh, Scola, you scored the lowest out of us three with 115 points. I scored second with 158. And then Charlie, you won on 169 points. So that leaves us on Charlie, you four wins, me on three, and then Scola on one victory. So Scola, I'll come to you first on that. Um, so for you, not a terrible overall score if you like 115 um but you did but you lost on your matchup for our league as well um daniel jones didn't perform looking at it what well, Amon ra just hasn't been back to his best at all since since you've had him or all season really i guess um alave as we've mentioned got catches but nothing nothing crucial and certainly no touchdowns anything that you could have done different or or maybe even just happy to take the loss knowing that eckler's coming back this week yeah, a bit of everything that you just said. So, uh, 115 points this week. So, I lost by 17 um, after Higgins and Cooper got rich 36 points last night, basically. So, uh, that's Rich's biggest score this season. So, it's only his, only his second win as well this season. So, well done to him, to be fair. Um, he got his team right, whereas I didn't. Uh, and he deserved to win, so I can't really say any more than than that. I mean, my team did okay, but I had a few missed selections that cost me. So they're namely, if I'd have put Goff in over Jones, that would have got me 11 and a half extra points. Uh, Schultz over Knox would have got me an extra four and a half points. And if I'd have put Wilson in over Olave, that would have got me an extra seven and a bit points. So that's about 23 points difference which would have made the difference so uh, for me I'm putting it firmly on my my shoulders I will shoulder the blame <laughs> for uh, for this week's performance uh, standout performances for me were from Algier he got 17 and a half points Stevenson's Mr. Consistent for missing so I've traded for him he got over 21 points my defence and kicker also got into double digits each uh, so overall not a bad performance over in couple of missed selections um that that probably cost me i'm still five and three still confident of bouncing back against midi with eckler coming back from his bye this week and uh, cmc going on to his bye for him so uh, hopefully i can put a bit of a dent in his title charge and uh, reignite mine yeah yeah maybe and i think like you said really that that trading for eckler only a couple of weeks ago knowing that his buy was coming up soon. You're missing out on maybe 30 points there, aren't you? So whether it is a case of doing that, but then hopefully, hopefully this week coming, it can it can make make it work for you. Uh, so Charlie, so on to yours. So you obviously, like I said, the highest score out of the three of us, and that was with one of your players scoring a big fat goose egg. Um, but having said that as well, two of your players scored over 30, two scored over 20, and then three were in the teens, including Cowboys defense. So it seemed like everything aligned for you a little bit, maybe more so with the likes of Zeke out. So Pollard had a had an amazing game. And also, I guess, Robinson traded away from the Jags. So 
ETN, I know he was becoming or be- has become now the number one running back for the Jags, but it was only him, wasn't it? So, so yeah, all all good for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, the obviously high score amongst us, but high scoring the league as well. Uh, nice to win against somebody who put the lowest score in the league as well. It's going the right way. We're not scraping victories by scoring low against somebody who absolutely bombs out um, like Scully's done a couple of times, shall we say. Um, but Win's a win, yeah. mate. <laughs> you, yeah, you're right. It is a win. What's, a what's win. your overall record? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bitter that you beat me when, uh, when Waller didn't play, but we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, really happy with team this week. Good decision putting Tua in instead of Murray, uh, although Murray had a good game as well. So happy with both quarterbacks. Um, potentially look at trading one away, um, see if I can pick up in other areas. Um, something that I'm going to look at in terms of who's got the better schedule coming down to it because I want to be able to put a strong team out going into the playoffs because I'm definitely going to make it. Um <laughs> Yeah, just uh, just a strong week, like you said. Pollard, Zeke out. Um, he was always going to score big, and I just got to pray that uh, ETN doesn't get injured because everything's going through him at the minute. So uh, touch wood. I'm not jinxing him, and uh, he stays healthy because I think he stays healthy. I think 25 points he got me this week is going to be a low scorer for him because everything is going through him. Um, so yeah, just a solid performance uh, all round, and definitely picked out the right team. Um, the only the only uh, disappointment, like you said, was uh, my kicker Carlson getting nothing. But um, the Raiders were absolutely atrocious, so we'll have to have a look and see if whether I keep him in. Because prior to that, he was number one overall. Um, he's dropped to number five now, but I think it's a bit of a lottery in terms of kickers, anyway. I don't think there's really any thought particularly goes into that. I guess so. And maybe another week that it might have made a difference, mind it. Or you might have been looking back if you'd have lost by, I don't know, five points against someone. You might be thinking maybe a different kicker, but but still you've expected Raiders to get a couple of touchdowns mm-hmm. um, and, and extra points or even field goals this week just gone. But good going. Um, and then for me, so yeah, so happy with the 158 points, but I did only win by three points. Uh, and three players across mine and who I was playing against uh, played on Monday night as well. So it was kind of anticipating what might have happened this morning when I woke up. But um, but luckily, scraped through, which takes me to four and four as well. Um, yeah, not not bad, not disappointed with my roster. I just, I just feel like I've got too many potential players. So what, Rashad White for the Bucks, Cam Akers, which I was hoping to get traded away. That's why I've been keeping hold of him for the last few weeks. I get traded to a team as a starting running back, but hasn't. Patterson coming back for the Falcons. Debo's out a bit. And then the likes of DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd. All good players, but all all fairly decent upside, but could equally just sit there on 10 points, I think. So, um, so yeah, not overly comfortable. And with our trade deadline coming up at the end of the month as well, I might have to, have to make some moves before then.
Okay, so for the last section of the episode this week, uh, let's have a look at over and under what the app's predicting, what fantasy football and on NFL.com is predicting. So, Charlie, I'll come to you first, and we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. So he's predicted 33 points this week against the Detroit Lions. What are you thinking? Um, difficult because I think Rodgers has struggled this year. The Packers' offense has struggled. We've we've obviously mentioned this previously, but they're playing the Lions, so you've got to be expecting them to put up a decent score. So, uh, purely based on the fact of the opponent they're playing, I'm going to go for an over for Rogers, and he seems to be coming good with my man. Aaron Jones as well. So hopefully he keeps throwing the ball to him, scoring me points, and by doing so, picks himself some points as well. I'd agree with that, I think. Uh, like you say, looking at it, Aaron Jones is playing well for him, and he obviously passes to Aaron Jones quite a lot, doesn't he? Uh, Aaron Rodgers' average for the season is only 17 points, so it's still a fair few higher than his average, but maybe they're getting it together. Who knows? Scully, and over to you and a quarterback from the AFC. We'll go for Justin Herbert. So he's predicted 25 points, overall under 25 points this week against the Falcons. So I've gone um, just under. So I know he's coming off a bye into so hopefully they're going to be a little bit a little bit fresher. But he's, what, QB9, I think, this season. He's been very hit and miss. Uh, QB, I think he's down a fair bit, maybe QB 10, something like that. So he's coming off a bye and what the Falcons, let's have a look at it. So 29th versus the quarterback. So predicted the 25 points. He's averaging 20 points a game. Um, I think he might struggle because looking at it, what they've got the top three wide receivers on the depth chart, the Chargers listed as questionable. Um, admittedly Eckler's coming back and Everett as well is also doing well but but who knows so Scully if you're back with us so the 25 points you said just under yeah so um, I've gone I've gone just under because they're very very hit and miss I think this year the Chargers uh, I think he's been quite hit and miss I mean I know we spoke about him previously as well that he seems to just be able to throw and convert on fourth down, but hmm. even this year they've—I think he's like 50% of his passes is throwing loads, but he's only completing about half of them. So I don't know. It uh, like for me, I think um, it's it's going to be there or thereabouts, but it's going to be under only just. Um, yeah, pretty underwhelming, I think. For me, the Chargers this season, I know, and I know they're four and three, aren't they? So they've got a winning record, but they just seem so underwhelming. Yeah, and that against the Falcons as well. I've got to stop thinking it's against the Falcons. Um, so the offense is going to put up a lot of points. Falcons coming off a massive win at the weekend in overtime, I believe. I know it was fairly last minute, and DJ Moore. But that touchdown for the Panthers and then and then ruined it with the celebration. Crazy game. <sighs> Insane game. Yeah, they're just and, uh, and again, finding a way to win, aren't they? 
just this, that, what a stupid penalty. I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be in rules if you take your helmet off, in my opinion, anyway. But you you know that as a professional, you know if you take your helmet off, you're going to be yeah. penalised. So don't put your team in that position. Because in fairness, nine out of ten times, even if you go back, I think did you go back ten yards, fifteen yards, should still make the kick. Yeah. But um, but yeah, as it all works out, he didn't, and, and then yeah, he's a bad guy. Uh, so back over to you then, Charlie, and um, let's go Cooper Cup. So Cooper Cup is predicted 24 points this week against the Bucks. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup, wide receiver three overall, uh, and the Bucks 14th versus the wide receiver. So what do you reckon? Over or under? What was his projection, sorry? Uh, 24 points. 24. I mean, on a normal week, I think you'd be banking on Cooper Cup scoring that purely just for receptions. I think Stafford only throws a ball to him, doesn't he? Hmm. Um, but he picked up a bit of a knock, didn't he, um, towards the end of the game against the 49ers. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they still put that workload through him uh, or if they ease up a little bit. That's if he if he even uh, if he can play. I don't think it's any, the reports or anything too serious. But I'm going to go rogue and go uh, under for Cooper Cup, which... Um, yeah, he's against the grain for me after what he did for me last year. Yeah, it is going to be a close one. This, I think, I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure what I'd suggest. Um, he is their offense, isn't he? He's everything. Um, looking at catches for the season, Stafford's only thrown, or the only there's only five receivers that have got double digit catches, and that includes Henderson, the running back. So there's not an array. Um, admittedly, Robinson's coming back and looks like he's played well the last couple of weeks. So. Maybe he gets involved a little bit more, takes away some of Cup's receptions and points. But um, but yeah, okay, I'll put you down for an under on that one against the Bucks this week. And then Scully finishes off with Derek Henry. So Derek Henry predicted 18 points this week against the Chiefs. Um, he's currently RB5 overall. And he's averaging 20 points to get a, a game, which is massive, really, um, even for him. But predicted 18 this week, over or under? Yeah, so similar to last season, the Titans are slowly going about getting things done, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> nobody's talking about them. They're 5-2. They're and two. Um, They're now playing KC as well that are 5-2. and two, So it should be a good match. They're coming off, uh, well, for, for Henry. I mean, he's coming off, what, 200-plus yards rushing, uh, two-touchdown game. So my answer is yes, he's going to get over um, that for this week. Uh, that's is for me. Yeah, he's going to eclipse eighteen points. Nothing to do with KC, I don't think. I think they're nothing to do with their defense or anything about their performance. Just how good the King is at the moment, and uh, probably the fact that that he is their offense, as we've just mentioned about Cup for the Rams. Um, everything goes through him because they've got no other options. They have no receivers either so um, and I think a rookie quarterback I don't know what they're doing with Tannehill how that situation is going to going to work out so yeah he's going to smash it again yeah I'd agree I think there's 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 some headlines out there that Tannehill might be back this week but even if he is I'm not sure that makes a big difference uh, Derrick Henry's rushed 96 times in the last three weeks. So, wow. I mean, if, if you're the Titans and variable, you're going to have to rest him at some point. I know he's a bit of a freak, 
but you're gonna run him into the ground, aren't they? Yeah, they did it last year. Um, they they ran him into the ground, and he's he ended up injured, and they're gonna end up doing the same again. They've got nothing else. They need to give the guy a bit of a break because he just plows plows on, and uh, you, you. yeah, I know he's a freak of nature, but as a human being, he can't keep putting up those numbers, putting his body through what he is, uh, and walking away uh, week after week. It's going to come to bite him in the arse, I think, if they don't start finding somebody else to carry a bit of a workload. But what could they do? That. I mean, who who else can they give it to? I mean, they traded away AJ Brown. Look what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Foreman last year, didn't they? Who's, who's now starting for the Panthers and... Had a monster week last week, so they had a, I guess a smaller, slightly smaller version of Derek Henry. Um, I think it's Hillard the backup, but it seems like a totally different running back. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different game plan, isn't it? I think if you're resting Henry for a week or two just to just give him a few snaps, it's a totally different game plan, different offense that they're going to be running. And that's that. Hope you've enjoyed it, and thanks again for supporting the show. With the NFL trade deadline being Tuesday just gone, make sure to check if there's anyone on your rosters that's moved up or down their depth chart. And better still, is there anyone out there on waivers that's now worth claiming? See you on the next one.